Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another show of harmonics. Today's guest is flamboyant, reckless, badass on stage, my friend who makes the music rock scene that we are both on absolutely great. It's none other than James Stark. James. Thank you, sir. What's up, brother? Oh, it's always good to see you, my friend. Hey, man, always it's been a long time, right? It has been a long time. You know, how have you been? I have been busy. You have believe been it or busy. not, yes. It's uh, I, I have a hard time uh, staying still. So mm -hmm. even during COVID, I, I wound up finding something to do. You know, you um, you were just uh, did a, a, a little mini tour in Colorado. Am I correct? Yes, we. Uh, Tell me about it's that. It's becoming an every year thing. Uh, a place called the Immortal Bar, mm -hmm. Dallas Williams and his lovely wife Chris um, put on a. Uh, a show. It's basically a benefit for the children's hospitals. Beautiful. So they were they were here in California mm -hmm. at Mountain House by Tracy, and we'd done one for them before and raised twenty two thousand dollars with uh, us and Volt, the ACDC band. Really? Yes, twenty two grand, two bands. So I I was amazed. And uh, when he moved back home to uh, it's near Denver, uh, Milliken, he uh, called us up and said, "Would you guys be interested in?" Uh, and doing the show here, they need some they need some four horsemen rock and roll. I love it. So I'll I'll bring you guys up and yes. you know, put you up and feed you and you just rock and roll. So it's become a thing. This was our this was our third fourth year, and uh, we did two nights Friday and Saturday, back to back, back to back. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. as a singer, the air's a little thinner there, my friend. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Something I like Denver. It's a very it's a unique it's beautiful. town. It's was it downtown? Uh no. Well, I mean. For Milliken, it was downtown. Yeah, it's it, it was a. They finally got a brick and mortar, which was really nice. We were, I mean, the shows before were literally. He has a three-story house, uh -huh. and uh, uh, during COVID, we went back and we were the only ones on the plane. That was kind of nice. Wow. And uh, he took a. There was a barn out in the middle of a cornfield of his dad's, and it looked like it was literally cut in half. <laughs> and there was a stage set up there. Everything was all open, and everybody was out in the cornfield, and we just kind of played inside wow, that that's half beautiful. barn. It was beautiful. nice. So you know. Um, it's been a while since we've talked. We've done many, many shows together. Yes. Tell me how the pandemic affected you uh, in the band and just how it affected you. What, what did you, what was going on with you? I know you're busy, but what, oh. did, what did it do? Well, me personally is, well, not personally, this gave everyone on the planet time to reflect. Mm -hmm. Most people, you go to work, go to school, whatever you do, you see the people that you live with in your home mm -hmm. only a couple hours at night. This changed everything. Yes, it did. Now you're going to see who who do you really love? Mm -hmm. You know, it's <laughs> who do you <laughs> who love? are the people that live in your home? Yes. And for some, they had to become uh, teachers for yes. the kids that were doing the online. So there was there was a whole lot of changes for everybody. for my wife and I. It was time to chill mm -hmm. and do all kinds of things. I mean, I did some things. I made some things. I painted some things. I broke some things. You know, and mm -hmm. I did some things. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of but you know, <laughs> but I kept myself busy and. Uh, and uh, I don't sleep well at night, so I found uh, I found loading trucks for uh, UPS. Uh, for you. Got me put back in shape, and I feel better. Did you? Yes. And we also I, I wanted to say that that um, the band the, the, one of the bands I'm in, Jackwagon, we we all bubbled together when COVID first started, so that uh, we could continue to rehearse in my living room, mm -hmm. and we were the only ones that we saw. If anybody was around anybody else, right. we all we we shared the information with everybody and. That worked out for a good six months and a live YouTube show with um, Amos Productions, Amos Productions of Livermore, California. Yes, I, I actually took pictures of that and gave you those pictures. Remember? I yes, I did. That I, was cool, man. That was really a, a, 
a good thing for you guys. It was a good outlet. And just it sort of it sent a positive message to all of us that, hey, man, this could be done. You guys were a little bit ahead of the curve. I, I you know, I I didn't see how I was going to survive a year. I knew the self-reflection part with COVID for me, I discovered that horribly as it sounds, I'm addicted to people mm -hmm. as much as music. That's a beautiful. That's a it's beautiful. it's the, the noise, the people. I mean, guys hitting on the girls or just even if it's a fight, it's just all of the commotion. I just I I crave it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much until it wasn't there. And oh, Lord, I, yeah, we had to do something. And, and this was uh, put up as an offer for um, there was one of those QR symbols. So um, uh, they, all the money went to the first responders and we got a live show that everybody could watch rock and roll because no clubs are going to open for oh, ever. Months, so, yeah, months, it was, months, that was a beautiful thing. That was within the first couple of months. Yes. Boom. Yeah, it was you guys were ahead of the curve on that. And we really enjoyed that that show. I watched it and you guys were really energetic and played very. Thank you, sir. It's nice, man. It was just nice. You know, talking about that in the scene, as you know, rock and roll is sort of like in a way we're sort of like in a moratorium. Uh, there's not a lot of clubs to play. So my personal thing, and we talked a little bit before we came on the air, wouldn't you like to be on a bigger stage like Fillmore or somewhere like that? I don't understand. Why do you think that is that bands that are just as good as some of the pros, um, and I consider us a pros, um, why do you, you don't think that people don't grab into that and, and the scene that we both play on? I think, I think the Times right now has... Um has really done uh, a lot of damage as far as the scene goes, period. Not just uh, our genre of music, but less clubs to play. Uh, when was the last time we had like a day on the green? Uh, you know, some kind of Monsters of Rock, anything like that where, you know, we can get, they're going on all over the country. Mm -hmm. And don't even get me started on Europe and, and every place else. But here in our, our, in our area, it's kind of deflated a bit and it's sad and we have to bring that back because that's who we are. You know, it's funny that you said that because there is nothing going on here and we were the most fertile ground, Day on the Green, all of that, that stuff. You could see opening up for Day on the Green, maybe somebody that, that goes, you go to school with. Right. You just, you know, hey, right. you might be playing right. down right. some of your friends of yours. You yeah. know, that there was always somebody that was yeah. local that you knew. And YNT, uh, you know, Eddie. YNT, Bunny, there you, know, you go. You know, all those, all those great bands back in the day and earthquake and seeing those guys earthquake and, i love those guys you know and 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 i'm in contact with uh, with uh with earthquake they're good friends of mine we go robbie and i and and you know johnny and larry and scotty and, and you know and the jet they're all great guys and hopefully we could all do a show again like we've done before you know you also got a big heart and what what i mean by that is you've done a lot of benefits like you just said earlier you're always like you guys are like usually like the first ones that are, that get it, you know, and then all of a sudden you're calling on the phone, hey man, Blue Blue's gonna play or whatever, right? And what makes you click? I know you just said that you love people, but what makes James Stark just gravitate towards that? I sing every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, and on the weekends, the, we, do the, we do the circuit. And uh, for someone to come up and, and say that, uh, that there's a reason that they we they need you to play, not for you know our own vanity or our or our fans or whatever it is, but we right. need you to play for some reason. There's no better reason for me to 
to turn on what I do than that. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to turn it up a little bit more because you want to make some money for a cause. So right. this isn't just going in and we're going to do our routine. We're going to come in and powerhouse this sucker and mm -hmm. make some money. I love that. That's one thing that you do. You are a powerhouse. Your band's a powerhouse. You're in a, 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 a quite a few projects. Tell me about what's going on right now in the project Ooh. that you're kind of... You know, you're on the freeway and you could jump onto one truck and go onto another car or jump over here. You're doing a lot, so. In my case, I'm on the freeway rehearsing a playlist <laughs> from some band that I'm gonna be playing with yeah. after the one that I'm headed to right now. But I'm. Uh, Tell me about what all you do. All those right now, I uh, am vocals for uh, the Four Horsemen that I've been a part of for a long time. Mm -hmm. Great brothers of mine. Those are the ones that just went to Colorado yes. for the benefits. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm also a vocalist for um, Phil Dimmel's local project after he left Machine Head, uh, he got friends that he'd gone to school with that, that play and just mm -hmm. and and wanted to just have some kind of band that they could get together whenever they wanted to and just jam and they needed a singer. Lo and behold, I actually was in two bands with some of the, those people, so <laughs> so I wound up singing for the Americans. Yeah. And uh, then I had the band Jack Wagon, which uh, which to me it's it's uh, that one uh, I'm. The most fond of because, well, for one, the guys let me pick the songs. As a singer, there is really? nothing better. They let you do that. See, they don't just say, you know, they're gonna they're gonna cater to the singer's wheelhouse. They literally let me make the wheelhouse. So. That's beautiful. And so I'm doing my favorite songs with Jack Wagon, so that's where I, I got my most energy, I think. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know, you'd have to come and see for yourself. Yeah. So Jack Wagon has been how how long has Jack Wagon been in existence? Jack Wagon was together probably a year and a half to two years before I joined the band, and then they. Uh, had uh, lost their singer and I was um, I was just auditioning for a project with uh, a friend of ours Mark Webb Spider oh, of course which uh, great guitar player great guitar phenomenal guitar player and it didn't fall through on my part I mean mm -hmm. I get it it's in, and, and so uh, I got let go for, from that position the exact same day that uh, my friend Mike Hallsworth got let go uh, for another band uh, bite the dog I think they were called mm -hmm. and so he called me just to you know hey man you know what's up and and it was like five minutes before I was going to call him and go, you never guess what happened to me today. Uh -huh. Boom, and he just had it because he said this would be a good time to finally, uh, we need a singer and uh, in the other project I'm doing, and you're out of a project, so I'm like, there you go. So for, it's been about three years, I think. For three years, yeah. Three years I've been. So when you guys do that, I mean, you, you see, that's the luxury. They do the same thing because Blue Voodoo writes their songs, and we, D Derek and I, we, we dabble in it. With Blue Kenny Voodoo writes phenomenal <laughs> rock and blues. Come and see them. <laughs> So let, let's do this. Tell me some of your influences from your past to your present. What made you become the singer? Because I mean, besides you. Besides? Besides you. Oh, okay. You. Besides you. Oh, wow. Um, the energy, I, I really am, uh, tried to emulate what I always saw from David Lee Roth and George Thorogood and, uh, and Kiss and just... Uh, Ted Nugent, you know, swinging in from a vine, any kind of, yeah, any kind of theatrics that can go on on stage that I can get away with without getting beaned from a guitar or a drumstick, yeah. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. David Lee Roth, he just retired. Yes, he did. You know, and I, you know what, uh, I, I go in his catalog. I mean, we we seen Victoria and I seen um, Van Halen when they first came on Day on the Green with ACDC, you know, Foreigner, Aerosmith, Judith Priest, just a, you know, just a great, great thing. And it was only two dollars and fifty cents. Oh. which was kind of, you know what I'm saying? People who know, who went to that show know. But we got them, 
we I put Victoria on on my shoulders, and we. What's the great thing is like you could actually sneak in a camera back then. Well, you tried to, and we did, and we got them about. They're right here and right in front of us. David's right there. Eddie's right there. Michael Anthony and you know and, and his and his brother Alex. Some of the great great pitchers. You, I'm glad you mentioned him because he he is such an influence also on me. Um, just because of flamboyancy. But, but I could never do the, the, you know, when he goes, jumps off the stage. Oh, yes. I mean, he was so acrobatic. And I First guess time I saw them, right? They've, they were opening up for Black Sabbath. Still had Ozzy. It was Paranoid Tour, yeah, 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 78, yeah. December. I think it was my brother's birthday. And, yeah. and the lights go down, and he comes up full splits over the top of the drum set. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a fan. Yeah, 45 minutes. I was I had my chin dropped all the way through Black Sabbath. Still, like, what did I just see? What was that? He was. They were so. And Eddie, Eddie, that, that smile. Eddie had that smile that he knew he was the baddest. Yes. He also Eddie. Also, so did Alex. Alex. Alex, oh, Alex had that, was great too. that Cheshire cat grin in the back. Oh always, man, they were just. And then you know also the the thing about Eddie is, uh, he was just such a lovely guy, and you know he just. I feel so. We all have to go one day, right? And it just happened that Eddie did. But he was the guy that really started air guitar. Remember when everybody was doing air guitar? You know, to Eruption. Everybody was running around doing that. I'm going like, what are you That doing was the reason man? why they were doing air guitar. Yeah. It was because of Eruption. I'm going like, what are you guys doing? They go, air guitar, man. I go, dude, I'm a singer, man. I don't need that shit. But um, Find yourself later over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was too. Uh, yeah. So who, like, okay, moving up, that was your early. <laughs> who was your, who's your, who's your people that you aspire to right now that you like to see and watch and play and, you know? I enjoy, because uh, my, my favorite kind of music is rockabilly. It always has been. Mm -hmm. I grew up with, you know, Elvis and, and uh, Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Denmark's band Volbeat. And literally, as we flew back from Colorado, we uh, on Sunday the, we dropped our bags, got in the car, and went straight to the Fox to see Volbeat. They were there. Yeah, they were there. Oh yes, great. Yes, matter of fact, my man Lambie that brought me here today. I was, I'm going to make him suffer through some new uh, Shotgun okay. Blues Volbeat, brand new. It seems on the way back. Really? You, so you got to see him? Oh yeah. Oh, that was a great show. It's, it's the first time that we sat down. We agreed that you know after coming back from Colorado, we. Mm -hmm. Rest. Yeah, we rest, should, rest. clap like this. You yeah, know. we were. Oh no, no, we were, we were screaming and yelling, but we were doing okay, it from okay, our seats right. with a cocktail. We were good. So, what is what is what is your destination in music now? I mean, what do you think that you're going to be doing? I know you're going to be doing live shows in the future, but what else do you see? What you said you were drawing, doing painting. What are you? I'm doing on a, abstract. I'm on a mission, but we have to bring rock and roll back. It's just it is just kind of we're almost nostalgic, and it's just it bothers me. If I gotta, if I gotta jump my, you know, my, uh, you know, forty plus, you know, in age in in front of some punk kid to show him what rock and roll was all about, mm -hmm. so be it. So that's funny because we have a drummer that we're gonna audition. I think I told you he's only thirty three. I go, why do you want to, why do you want to audition for us? You know, as as, because you guys are great. Okay. Rock and roll is ageless. It's totally ageless. So it's it's an interesting thing that. And I, and you know what, we actually don't always do it for money. It's basically the passion. You know, when everybody gets together, look at all the benefits that we've done together. You got 12 bands. You got all these different bands. You got, you know, uh, you know, Lynn, Lynn Kilcourse's No no uh, no Control, or now it's I called They Change that. It. Um, great. Yeah, she's been on the show, and we're going to try to get her back. And uh, uh, Control Chaos now. Yes, they changed the name again, you know. I remember they were, they were called. Uh, Ask her about that name sometime. Is it, did you help her make it, Diamond? No. 
I love this guy. So, hey, so when you're in the nightclub, I, I know when you're in the nightclub, I, you and I are both just kind of very much the same. You really hide out sometimes. You just kind of like, you chill out, right? Well, there's, there's, there's a always a time and a, and a place, you know, and I, 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 I'm strategic, yeah. I, I, like, I don't like to make a lot of noise when I come in because I want to see what's going on. Right. I want, I want to have time to hear because as soon as as soon as I light up and become a pinball around the room, then I'm not I'm not paying as much attention to what's going on, <laughs> and I, I I feel bad. <laughs> so you have you have a, an interesting way of. So I I went backstage at one time and I'm going, where's James? And everybody kind of like looked at me and, you know, and then I go, okay, let's do it one more time. Where's James? And all of a sudden, here comes this figure. And it's James. It's not James Bond. It's James Stark. Dude, you have such a great presence when you're around people. People love you. They just, you, you're magnetic. Yeah, they're probably looking at my wife first because we go everywhere together. And, <laughs> and she does make me look a lot better. Uh, especially I, I'll especially on, on, on film. Yeah, yeah I'll concur on that. And I wish that she was here. Uh, but, you know, they have to. Do their thing, exactly. You're doing your thing, Tracy. We just give you a little shout out. You're, we're talking to your husband. Love you, honey. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So you said you did a little artwork. Are you painting like, or was it abstract, or are you just throwing it on the canvas? It was out of boredom. I mean, I, I always used to draw cartoons. Actually, when I was, uh, before I dropped out of high school, I uh, I used to do cartoons for, I, I did a, a, he was a, a rock star superhero, like a flying Spider-Man kind of guy and stuff. I, like I did my own little strip they gave you every month to, to do. <laughs> That was, was kind of neat, but yeah, I've been. Uh, uh, I beat up my stands, and my stands are unlike it. I mean, you, you, at the end of the night, when there's a bunch of bands playing, it's like, oh, that's my stand, that's my stand. There's no mistaking James's stand. That's right. You have a very unique. Now you do that all the time. Or it you glows in the it? dark. It reflects in the day. It will almost walk itself. So, so lately, I've been working on the bases now because they. I've been I've been writing I, for a long time. Whenever I I write something that I want something to read, I, I always put Raving Mad at the end because of my name. So, I I put my Raving Mad trademark on all my stands. Uh -huh. So that's what I that's what I've been doing lately. Actually, I'm in the middle of one now. I just showed Lee you before you come here. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So you know that's why I have mine is just blue. Oh yeah, I would too. If know? I was in blue voodoo, <laughs> he'd be good there too. Hey. Um, Maybe one day, you know what, maybe we should do a show together. I mean, just sing some songs together, you know, like our bands or a collab, like they say, a collab, a ration of doing some, maybe a sh uh, just a couple songs together. Just you sing a verse, I'll sing a verse, whatever. You, I love how you sing. What's the baby's tune you sing? Head first. Head first, man. Yeah. You broke up on that, man. I was like, what? He's taking my song back in the day when I was a kid. You know, it was... You guys do a great version of that, and that see you picked that song, huh? Yes. Because they didn't pick it. No, it's that one was uh, it's Jack Wagon. That was that was me. Yes. I, I mean, a lot of people do Midnight Rendezvous, and, and a lot of people do Head First. There's a couple other baby songs that I'm trying That's to get the band song. into too, but Head 17. First. Seventeen. is great. Uh, there's one called Too Far Gone. Too Far Gone. I used to do that with Mitch uh, Norton, and I used to do that when we used to play. And you played the Niles too many times. Oh, right? that was my home. It was great. Some great. Oh bands. yes. We opened up. Uh, the Propellers opened up for uh, Satriani. That's when I got to meet Joe. Great guy. Man, he was loud. 
was so loud, but he was so so great. He was really the alien. Who the hell is this guy? I I saw him when he was with Chickenfoot and uh, Sammy, and, and it was incredible. Incredible. It was just Sammy would just stop. You just set the guitar down. It's for Sammy to do that. Kind of like wow. And you do it for Eddie. <laughs> and you watch him do it for Joe, you're like, ooh, that's yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, he's incredibly loud. I like just, that. Uh, just say. So who's your favorite guitar players on the scene? Ah. Well, uh, one of my favorites is uh, is Derek, your guitar player. Derek Mushro. Blue Voodoo. Blue Go Voodoo. out and see him. <laughs> uh, uh, Scotty, London. Uh, Scotty's great. From Earthquake. Uh, my guitar players, of course, uh, of course Jim McSheffrey of, uh, of Jack Wagon and, mm -hmm. and John Matthews, the infamous John Matthews of the Four Horsemen mm -hmm. and Mark Vincenzi. They, you know, I don't know from one minute to the next who's leading, who's with them. It doesn't really matter to me. As long as so when you play with the Four Horsemen, obviously you're doing a set that you already know. Or how do you guys combine? Because you don't always play with those guys all the time. It's not like every other week you're playing. The it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Ever since I've been uh, eight years now a horseman, mm -hmm. and because uh, our drummer lives in Denver, um, it would always be, except for the, when we just did Colorado trip, it was the opposite, but he'll fly in on a Thursday, mm -hmm. then Friday we would go to the bass player's house, and all day we, we whatever songs that were already chosen, we've been doing our homework for, which that's what this is, the whole homework band. We all get together of, of nine months of homework and, and put it all together that one day, and then the next day we do the show. Sunday, our drummer flies out. Wow. That's for eight years. That's how our shows have gone. So is that how you have done? to know everything because that one day when it all comes together, you have to know your part or you're doomed. Yeah, you don't. You didn't do your homework. Right. 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 So, so how long do you guys play then? I mean, do you guys do you guys oh, we do, do extensions, uh, extensions on leads and stuff like this? Or are you basically how many songs? Are ten songs? Eleven songs? Uh, we did thirteen songs the first night mm -hmm. and fifteen songs the uh, second night. And the crowd just loved it, didn't it? Oh, it was great. Huh? Packed house. Packed house. For the well, as much as they, I think they did the two nights because of, of COVID, they weren't allowed to have, they're only allowed to have so many people mm -hmm. in the bar itself. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of split it up. So we, some of the favorite songs like War Pigs that they can sing louder than me, I, we kind of did both nights. So yeah, yeah I, I, I ate that stuff up. You guys do War Pigs? Oh yes, we do War Pigs. <laughs> Actually, we don't, we start playing it and it just comes. They, they start singing. They, yeah, they, oh, yeah it's almost haunting. I love it. I love that, man. I, and they're louder than me, so I uh, stop and go, what? I was just listening to coming in here. I was just listening to Metallica when they did the Berkeley scene with the orchestra. Oh, yeah. And then the orchestra, they're kind of like simmering it down a little bit. And then the crowd singing the lyrics that James would normally sing, right? And it was oh, just yeah. like. I'm just the orchestra the alone, I get the, the. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting Was it the, the very last one? My nephew, my 12-year-old nephew that plays guitar. That was his, uh, one of his very first concerts. The one in Berkeley? The the one that just happened, just, the one oh. with the orchestra, uh, the latest one. I think it was in at the city. It, uh, it was in San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. He's still playing. I remember when you showed me a picture of him. He was in your front room. Yeah, he's he is now trying to form his first band. Twelve years old. Twelve years old. Goes to the School of Rock. I uh, San Ramon, California. Oh, does he? he goes to School of Rock. School of Rock. Yep. That's a great place. He was in Garage Band Academy and uh, decided that he wanted to branch out. At twelve. Good for him. He's twelve years old. Must have. First band was eleven. That's really? when I met Leonard Hayes. Yeah, Leonard and I. Leonard. Leonard was. And then I was. When I met Leonard. Leonard. I was th uh, thirteen. Leonard was ten. And we knew already. We, we were. We were friends for 50, over fifty years. In fact, I did his last interview. You know, which was uh, kind of an interesting time. I didn't know it was going to be his last interview, but we talked about all those those times and stuff like that. But we knew when he was little. 
because you could tell by his foot. You just knew that 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 nonstop. Was that was the most solid foot in rock and roll. Totally. And you know, it's some way I wish that uh, he'd have taken you better care of himself. God bless you, Philip and, and Joey. They're all up there right now. Jules Pelagari. There's so many guys up there that uh, I know that passed. But it's it, he had a tremendous foot. Yeah, he you did. Know, he had it. So for a single bass, that was that was as solid as a double any day. Yeah, just big, big. Wow. Big. So you played, what, what was that band you played with in, in, uh, when you played at uh, Niles? Uh, I was in a couple. Um, the first band I was in was Cinderella with an S. That's yeah. when I first met those guys, uh, Leonard and all those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a couple of, uh, uh, it was YNT Cinderella Jet Red Weekends at uh, the yeah. Keystone Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. And um, what was the other one? Dash Vandal. I was in China Blue. Remember, yeah. And Jack Bastard. So you guys also played over at the Brick House before it burnt down too, didn't you? Play in the Brick House at Hayward. Uh, once yes. before it burnt down yeah, with the Evans Dash Panel. Uh, uh, yeah. We opened up for you guys. Ah, yeah, really? Uh, yeah. So we were the props, man. It might have been the reverse. It doesn't matter because it was a great show. I love. Uh, have you ever been to the Brick House, ladies and gentlemen? Have you ever been to the Brick House? It had, it had the floor and then it had the balcony. I love the balcony. Bring some old I mean, school. Lot of st oh, a lot of stuff going on up there. The stone is also the keystone. Yeah. Palo Alto, yeah. San Francisco, Berkeley. Yes. They are yeah. no more. No more. You know, I just, just what we were talking about earlier. They're no more. There's, we're losing all of our places. And Give us a day on the green, for God's sake. That'd be great, man. We have been talking about that. Uh, Robbie and I have been talking about doing a show and inviting you guys um, to do something like that, but it's hard to get. Like, say, they got that new place in uh, Berkeley. What is it called? Cornerstone. Oh, yeah. It would be great to go in there. Why don't you just have, you have four bands here? You, and you're going to have a sellout audience. Let's do that. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You know, as time has flown, and we're moving possibly to our exit sign right now, my brother. Uh, dude, I, I just got to tell you, you are such a, a figure to me as on, the, on our musical landscape. You bring so much joy. When I see you, it just you you generate my energy. You're 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 a great pal. You're a great friend. Um, you're one of my idols. You're the reason I. You're one of the reasons why I do it. Just the way I do it. Thank you, man. But you, you know you are just you're just a great man, man. I like you, you on the scene, and we're gonna do a lot of shows together. Oh man. yes, we are. So as look we, forward to it. Look forward to it. Blue Voodoo and and uh, Jack Wagon and other bands. From oh yeah, you. whatever I can come up with. There. <laughs> <laughs> So as we move forward, I'd like to thank James Stark for coming on. It's been a great interview. It goes fast, don't it? It does. You know? I got well, lots more to I talk about. Yeah, we, 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 we got lots more to say. Again. We'll finish that up. But as we normally do at the end of the show, we like to kiss our and say peace to everybody. But we're ready to give that, that kiss to your wife or to all oh. the girls, huh? One for the other. Peace and love to everybody. Peace. Rock and roll, man. We're coming back. Thank <laughs> you.